Listener discretion is always advised. This is for masters, this technique. You know what today is. It is Tuesday, February 28th. And boy, a show is in line. My name happens to be Justice. I happen to produce the best podcast that's out there, at least. That's what I tell myself. Welcome to the Justice and the Peace podcast. Now, today, Tuesday, February 28th, is, is, is this the day? I mean, is this the day that, that, that somebody is going to make some sort of sense of all of this nonsense? I mean, it seems like dicks are falling out of the sky like raindrops. I don't know if you guys have seen some of the shit that has been I mean, publicly produced by some of these 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 magazines. I mean, if the pink money is not at an all-time usage, man, I tell you, something is wrong with my motherfucking eyes. I mean, I see all kind of manly men doing manly men things. I don't get this shit. It's one magazine, one guy is hugged up with another guy as if we don't see two guys up the ball. I'm sorry. But anyway, my name is Justice. This is the Peace Podcast. You can find me Monday through Friday and hey, what can I say? I'm here for your entertainical. Is that a word? What the fuck? You know what the hell's going on. You know what's happening. Welcome to the Justice and the Peace Podcast. Let's start the show. Wow. I mean, Monday was interesting to say the least, but what day is not? The older that I get, the more appreciative it is that I am to wake up in the morning and and have this American ability to just complain. That's what we do well as Americans. We fucking complain about a lot of shit without change, though. Yeah, without change. You know, I see a lot of things in the media constantly doing this and doing that. When I say in the media and doing this and doing that is you can tell who's paying the bills. You can tell who's influencing the stories it is that we hear all across the media platforms. And I mean from MSNBC all the way down to even Spotify. And I love Spotify. They produce my show. They they distribute it. I produce this thing myself. But even Spotify, you can kind of tell where the money is being pushed in. But I digress. I want to bring it back home. Something close. Something to the common man. Yes, I said man. You know, a guy, the, 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 the person that was born with a twig and two berries. I'm talking about born with a dick and balls. I'm sorry, I can't say that men were born with dick and balls, but they were. And I was. And it is a Tuesday. And this is the Justice and the Peace podcast. And I, myself, am a father, a biological man. And as a biological man, I care about other biological guys, especially fathers, because they little kids might be playing with my little kids. And I just hope that our kids don't fuck each other. I just, I I hate to think of things like that, but it is 
real. And our kids turn into little adults, you know, who turn into big adults. And that's what I am, a big adult. And, and when, you, when you're a big adult, you have obligations. You know, sometimes uh, I, I wish that, that, that toxic bitches would have dynamite pussy where you just stick your dick in and blow the fuck up. I mean, I really wish that. It's, it's a little bit less excruciating than going through paternity tests and child support and all that other shit. But though that may be fucked up as it is, I want you to just go ahead and clear your imagination landscape for me. That's right. Your, imagine, your imagination landscape, that's the thing inside of your mind. If you can visualize something inside of your head, I want you to visualize this right here. You get a letter in the mail and it tells you that you owe child support. But that's not that's not the crazy part, because, you know, you've been fucking bitches. You know, you've been getting it in. You know that you a nasty little motherfucker. I'm trying to tell a story, grandson. OK, OK, I'll get to the fucking point. Listen, you know that you've been out there doing dirt. You've been getting it in the mud, not out the mud. You've been getting it in the mud, you nasty, diabolical, dirty motherfucker. But what you don't know is this young lady's name or this kid's name. You know what? This guy will explain it better than I I've never even slept with her. I got a lawsuit when I was young, and she basically just said, that's the money I'm going to get. And she got it. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You never slept with somebody and they said something. Wait, start it over. I never even slept with her. I got a lawsuit when I was young and she basically just said, that's the money I'm going to get. And she got it. Reginald Whitlow, Anthony Sims and Carnell Alexander have similar stories. They say women named them out of nowhere. In 2014, 7 Action News told Carnell's story and found the mother. She said she was told in order to get welfare benefits, she needed to name a father. She knew he wasn't the dad, but wrote down his name anyway. Whoa, you dirty motherfucker. That doesn't deserve a laugh, but it is funny indeed. So in order to receive, uh, in order to be eligible for CalWorks or CalFresh or any of that other shit, you got to pin that debt on somebody else. The debt is not to the owner of the pussy. The debt is to the dick guy, the dick head, literally the head of the motherfucking dick. So that person is now responsible for what again? Everything is my fault that I put him through. Do you think that he should have to pay this money? No, he shouldn't have to pay it at all. Then these men missed paternity hearings because they were either sick or did not receive notice. Uh oh, that's right. You don't have a real job and you do know this lady. But what happened? Carnell had proof. He was in prison when a process server claimed he was served at a house in Highland Park. When they didn't show up at court, a judge ruled to them Dads by default. Whoa, dads by default. Is this a thing? I'm just now seeing this story. Is that a thing? They then missed their chance to challenge it with DNA evidence by the court deadline because they couldn't find the women and children. They wouldn't give me her address because it was conf. I never even slept with her. What? That's all? That's it? That is fucking terrible and i do apologize i should have watched that motherfucking clip so these ladies what they're saying is that they can put your name on a piece of paper and even if they don't know you they can tax you they can take your money like uncle sam before you get paid 
Are you serious? I mean, I guess so. I mean, you got three guys that were just in this story that 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 basically outlines uh, one lady at least admitting that she fucking lied to get benefits. Now, not only is that terrible that she lied, but it's also terrible that the government or or the state, I believe that's the state matter, right? Or is it a federal matter? I don't know. But I do know this. It's terrible that that lady lied. And when she was in the grocery store picking up those those motherfucking Chips Ahoy cookies or picking up those Oreos or picking up some juicy juice for the children, she knew damn well that that was somebody else's fundings. She knew it. She motherfucking knew it. And, and, and truthfully, you could hear the regret in her voice because they blurred her face. I couldn't read her facial expressions whatsoever, but they blurred her face so that she couldn't be seen. But you could hear it in her voice. She was somewhat. She was somewhat. I mean, just, 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 just a little bit. She's a little sorry. And I mean, you know, I can't I can't hate on her for trying to come up. But you know, uh, uh, that's the song, that's the, that's the beat right there. And I do got something to follow this. So you do know, you do know that it is hard to buy anything right now. From gas to motherfucking washing detergent. Washing detergent. Do you remember not too long ago there wasn't toilet paper on the aisles? Well, I can get it. I do get it. I love stamps. I've missed the days when I used to get stamps. It's been so long ago that it's nothing but a memory in the furthest part of my motherfucking mind. But yeah, benefits, SNAP, EBT, CalFresh. I don't know what you guys call it in your state, but I do know in Chicago, they call that shit SNAP. And during the pandemic, SNAP benefits were at an all-time high for everybody, which is weird because I guess you only need to eat food when, oh, every day? Yeah, but only really during the pandemic when people can prosper and profit and get all the way the fuck over. Can we actually care about what's going on in the inner cities or in the poverty stricken neighborhoods that was uh, uh, structured to stay the sardine cans that they are right now? We're going to forget all of that. And oh, yeah, we're going to take back that food stamp program shit that we did too. listen to this. There's been a temporary boost to SNAP benefits put in place by Congress during the COVID-19 pandemic, but that's ending. The city of Chicago is reminding people of reduced benefits starting in March. The size of the decrease varies depending on income and household size. If you or someone you know needs additional food assistance, the city is reminding people to call 211 for help. That's right, because we don't got shit for you. That is right. I mean, you would think, you would think of all places and i never been to the shy i don't even know if i would go to the shy because i might make i might not make it out the shy i might just die at least that's what they would have us believe about the shy now there's a ghetto every motherfucking where in every city in every state not to discredit not one of them not to subtract anyone's gangster but what this right here is is true gangster this right here was throwing you a, a couple of crumbs throwing us all a couple of crumbs if you think about it let this guy tell you there's been a temporary boost oh, to snap so it stopped right there once again abruptly interrupted by an unwatched 
clip. But yeah, that's getting you hooked. Literally, that's what they used to do to the crackheads back in the day. You throw them a little sample. They thought, you know, they get a little sample in their system. And next thing you know, you got a motherfucker knocking at your dough every fucking 10 to 25 minutes trying to get another skull. What happens to a person who has the ability to eat food? What happens to them when that ability is taken away? I just wonder, do they resort to stealing? Do they resort to robbing? Do they resort to a lifestyle that is not a true representation of who they are as an individual because every single time that you prop up something like this and then you subtract it from neighborhoods that really need it and then you're willing to get on national television and say, you know what? I think that the Ukrainians need money. You old stupid motherfucker. You must be a dumb white boy. I mean, you, you, you must be. You know, I know. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm Mr. President, Mr. President. I know real power when I see it. You damn right you do, you motherfucker. You kick it with the white people all the time. Divine nine. Oh, my bad, my bad. Oh, that's right. This is the token speech. Now, I don't know if you guys know who the Divine Nine is. Some people who listen to this probably don't. I don't have time to fill you in on it. I just have time to make sure that you get a show every day. Look up the Divine Nine if you don't know who they are. Pause the show, look it up, come back. If you don't want to do that, just listen to what Mr. Biden says. You know, I know... uh... I know real power when I see it, the divine nine. We're honored to have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. I want to thank him. And by the way, you know, I'm not, I I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Whoa, whoa. Why would you call, oh yeah, you are white. I know where the power is. Where is the power, Joe? I know where the power, you think I'm joking? I learned a long time ago about the Divine Nine. What did you learn, Joe? Could you tell us what you learned? Or did you forget what it was that you learned and you just remembered that you learned something so you, yeah. That's why I spent so much time at Delaware State campaign and organizing my campaign in Delaware. See, he learned something about true power and that's why he spent a lot of time doing his organization, his organizing and and fundraising and and, and politician shit over there is to secure the black vote. But go ahead. But, uh... Oh, that's it? Is that Mr. President? Mr. President. That's it. Oh, man, you know what? I really do believe that I need to start looking at some of these clips. It might make them a little bit more motherfucking authentic. You know what's authentic? I, I, I say it all the time, the truth, the facts, and the facts, they come at you in all kind of different ways, right? Like Forrest Gump rain, it could be raining down on your facts, it could be raining to your, the cutting at the side facts, it could even be raining facts, hitting you in the chin. I don't know what those facts are called, but I do know one thing, when you get with somebody, you might want to ask them a few things about themselves, things that are fucking factual. Like, yeah, how many
many bodies do you got, my guy, my gal, you other motherfuckers do? You might want to make some inquiries on what it is that they have been doing. They they have been doing. Excuse me. What it is that they have been doing prior to YouTube's engagement. And I'm not talking about ring engagement. I'm talking about sexual engagement, you dirty motherfuckers. Yeah, I just was telling them don't think that. Thank you for telling them not to say it neither. But listen, there is some things that you might want to ask somebody when you get with them. Because if you already got one of them and then you don't know about the past, the past might come back and kick you in your ass. That's fucking impossible. Oh my God. My boss man. Yes, it is completely possible. If you do not believe me, let's ask Kendra G. Kendra G, I've been dating my man for over two years. Over the weekend, one of his college friends had a birthday party. Before we went, he told me that his ex would be there. He wanted to let me know so I wouldn't be uncomfortable. I was cool with everything until he told me his ex was a man. Whoa, see? Ask questions. Always ask questions. Ask questions like you're new on a job and you don't know everything or you don't know anything for that matter. Even if you know something at a job that you know what you're doing, ask questions. But when you get into a relationship, ask thousands of questions, millions of questions. It could help you not only save time and in saving time, you might actually save your life. I'm sorry, Kendra. Go ahead. He never told me before that he was once gay in his past. He said once he gave his life to God three years ago, he stopped dating men. He also told me I'm the first girl he's ever dated, but he was too afraid to tell me back then. Okay, so three years ago, he gave his life to God. There's a thing about about that. You know, somebody could say that they gave their life to God, but then also not believe in anything. Uh, I've heard of that also to where it's a, it's some sort of like blend. Since you don't believe in God, that's not necessarily a lie. I've heard this, this kind of rhetoric rhetoric somewhere else before. I can't pinpoint my exact, uh, uh, the exact place, but I have heard this shit. But anyway, like I was saying three years ago, he says that he started walking in the light of God right now. Um, is there any way that he can prove that he has not slid back? I mean, there's nothing to prove. This is their relationship, and no one would be talking about this shit if it was not being aired out anyway. Kendra G, this news has changed so much for me. I love him. I never had any thoughts that he was once gay, but now I don't know what to do. Whoa. Mm. You got lifetime past the penis part. Leon Rogers, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta tweak it. He going back. He's not going back. He Tomorrow. said he... Okay, yes. Uh, well, I mean, that is... Uh, it, that's something that some of you who listen to the show, I don't know where you are. Thank you for listening internationally if you do catch the show. Um, I don't know who you are. I... I, I, I I don't know what to tell you, but it is something that is going to be normal if we keep going down this path. And whatever someone chooses to do in the confines and security of their own home used to be their business. 
But now, when we have people who are just famous for being some sort of sexual thing, it doesn't make, unless you're a porn star, I don't see any reason for anybody to get any type of special publicity for how it is that they have sex, how it is that you want to identify, or any of that shit. Those are all matters of the self. And since that that, that matter, it's with you. Why should that matter fucking matter to me? I mean, every I love everyone, but at the same time, I mean, don't are we to a, a place right now to where just because you feel some sort of way um, that you cannot necessarily describe to an individual that I am some sort of way? Are we there? Meaning this, okay. I come from the old school, right? You know, brick and mortar, you gotta build things, you gotta put shit together. But with this new construct, it's cardboard and duct tape. And granted, you can, you can get out of the cold for a little bit in some cardboard and duct tape. You could definitely create some shade with some cardboard and duct tape. But one thing that it, that it is that you cannot escape, and that's rain with cardboard and duct tape. What you're going to need to escape the elements of all of the seasons is something that will sustain over time. And over time, it is always and will always be a human thing for 100% men and 100% women to make. If you remove the technology and the comfort of all this other shit, it doesn't exist. But with this new thing, we won't even be having these conversations because people are unwilling to have a simple discussion about not only how it is that they feel, but how things were when they were. And what I mean is right now, we don't know what is. We don't know what to ask. We don't know who to ask. No one necessarily wants to talk, but everyone wants to fucking yell about some shit that they necessarily can't complain. They cannot explain. I'm sorry. But like I was saying, Kendra G, thank you for that damn clip. For that young lady, nothing but blessings and balls. That's all I can. Because that's what you got, baby. You got blessings and balls. If you love him and he loves you, y'all going to make it through. The past shouldn't matter. And truthfully, this ain't nobody else's business. So you can't get hurt when people are in your business after you put your business out. What can I tell you? I can't tell you shit. You know, I can tell you one thing, that as time progresses more and more, I keep saying this, I am so grateful to wake up and just be able to talk just a little bit of shit because sometimes people who cannot talk shit need someone to talk shit for them. Now, I know that a lot of guys, they're trying to figure out why it is that they can't keep a guile or why it is that they can't find a woman or why it is this and why it is that when it comes to women. Women are fucking different than men. And since women are different than men, they want different things than men. Most women want to feel protected. Most women want to feel like they are financially stable. 
But in this new generation of I don't need a nigga, nigga, bruh. In this new generation, you would think that most of these women wouldn't even want to be around a man. And truthfully, I don't understand it because I don't have to be out there. I just watch this shit as an armchair, weed smoking, shit talking motherfucker. Now listen to this interaction between this guy and these two gals that happens when he runs up on them. Well, I wouldn't say run up. He didn't run up on them. He, he, listen. What turns you on the most? About what? Let me go. Okay, what turn me on? Mm, chains, hood, niggas, well, They got a house and going for, uh, going for that, so they can't be no, like, crazy, but I like chains, a stand, a wall, a thought. I like a gang member. You got she said she likes gang members. Listen, okay, fellas, even if you're not a gang member, you can still say gang gang now, right? That's all good. You could jump out there and wear some colors. They don't really be set tripping like that no more, right? Am I right? There's not really bloods and crips out there tripping with each other all the time. Like, not like they used to be. I know here in Sacramento, you couldn't walk down 24th Street or Middleview Road or foreign road or nigga it was certain part it was all over the city you might get shot for wearing a certain color nowadays it's just so normal to see somebody flamed up or just baby blue dripped out that i don't necessarily hear about gang violence anymore at all it is in my city unless you know, unless you know somebody that's involved in that shit, what I'm talking about hearing is on the news. They don't broadcast it no more. But this lady right here, this this little uh, 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 slim thin, she loves a gangster. I'm sorry, baby. What is it? What what it is that you like? You gotta be a gang member. You gotta be a gang member. If you not, I like you. Gotta 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 be. And if you is one, you can't be. Gotta be a gang member. Gang I like D-Boys like with a lot of money. I'm a spoiled-ass bitch. So if you can't come how my brother's coming, you got to step your motherfucking cookies up for they crumbs, bitch. <laughs> wow. You know what, guys, if you're listening still, some ladies ain't for us. Unless you a thug nigga that ain't no crash dummy that's got a bunch of chains and you coming as hard as her brother is coming, I don't even know what the fuck that means now that I say that back. What the fuck does that mean? I can't repeat it the way that she repeated because it would sound weird. How is her brother coming? I don't know. I mean, you, you, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. And that's a fact. I do not know what the fuck to tell you. But I know one thing. If you're looking for a girl may, or a lady or a woman or a, a flurry, a furry, a slurry, a, I don't know, a, a mole, a dog. I don't know what anybody I didn't. If you're looking for a life partner, um, make sure that that partner is actually looking for you. And I don't mean you by first name, but someone that has the qualities or qualifications. It is that they seek and desire in a spouse. That's just that's just a fact that I thought I might throw out there to you. And you know me. I love facts. And I love the facts that are morbid. Here are some of those things. Rarest things in the world, part one. Discovered in 2003, the virgin rainbow opal is one of the most beautiful and expensive rocks in the world. It literally glows in the dark and is worth well over a million dollars. A rock over a million dollars that glows in the dark. 
Don't they have those for Halloween? This is what an iceberg looks like when it's flipped over. The world's rarest marine mammal is a small porpoise known as the vaquita, and it's on the brink of extinction. The vaquita? It, it looks like a dolphin. Discovered in 1958, there may only be around 10 of them left in existence. There's only 10 of these things left in existence, and we're trying to bring back dinosaurs. Get the DNA from this motherfucker. Since y'all want to make test tube babies, what's up with the test tube babies? Uh, uh, dolphins. This baby crocodile was born with an unusual mutation that gave it the tail of a mermaid. The extremely rare Wandiwoi tree kangaroo was rediscovered in New Guinea after vanishing for 90 years. See? Now this, when I hear stories like this, it makes me think that the Loch Ness Monster, Yeti, Bigfoot, UFOs, and all that other shit is real. We didn't have phone cameras for forever. Why ain't nobody out there doing the Steve Irwin crocodile hunter looking for this shit? Oh yeah, that's right. You motherfuckers don't want to find this shit. You want to complain? That's right. You might fuck up those Astro boots. For this photo, the last time it was recorded by scientists was in 1928. This is an insanely rare view of people standing on the balcony of the Statue of Liberty. Why? Why? I just want to know why. Why would you be on the balcony of the Statue of Liberty? Hey man, I'm afraid of heights. That's probably what that is. I don't know if I've said that on here. I just gave away some personal information. Yeah, that 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 is not cool. I don't fuck with heights, bruh. Why in the fuck is there a balcony up there? Maybe for service workers. Now, I always have to play my own devil's advocate. Maybe for service workers. It's been closed to the public since 1916 due to terrorist threats. Morbid facts. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know that the Statue of Liberty was closed because of terrorist threats. How many terrorist threats does this country get a motherfucking year? I, I just, I, I wonder. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. You know, I'm very, very, very curious about a lot of things. A lot of them. And, and when I say a lot of them, I mean way too many things. I see clips and I try to absorb information from those clips. And sometimes I think I know what's going on. But then again, I watch it again and I'm like, hold on. I didn't get that the first time. Wait, what am I missing this this time too? I must be missing something too. So I end up re-watching clips over and over again until I actually try to grasp the full knowledge that's being conveyed to me at the moment. Anyway, listen to this clip right here. This happened on the Joe Rogan experience. Listen to this. Here we go, y'all. The majority of African-Americans that lived here were brought over here. No. No. No, that's, that's not economically sound. What do you mean by it's not economically sound? Well, so what I'm saying is people were already here. Does it make sense to go all the way to this other continent to bring people on a boat when we know that half of your stock is going to die? You wouldn't do that. So how many people do you think were brought over from Africa on slave ships? Because that definitely I, happened. I, I don't believe it. What do you mean you don't believe it? I don't believe that story. You think this whole land was empty? No, there were natives here. Right. But today we're taught that natives are some other people. No, natives are the melanated African being that has come here since the, 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 the beginning of the Mali Empire. We're talking about 14th, 13th century. We had already come here from Africa. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had already come here. 
you know, maybe people were brought over as slaves, but I don't think that the black people in America came from Africa on slave ships. I believe the people that were here were slowly conquered. First, they got the East Coast, and then they started spreading out West little by little conquering. And when you conquer a tribe, what do you do? You enslave them. They're POWs, right? Okay. That's what you do. But I'm still confused. There's a great history of slave ships being brought over from Africa. History is his story. Right. What about my story? Is my story not valid? But if you do 23 and me, one <laughs> from out, 23 and me. Well, that's Either way, if you take black people here in America mm -hmm. and you do their DNA sample and it point back to Africa, what does that say? It says black people in America are Africans. Now, the argument is, were we brought here or were we already here? Did we bring ourselves here or did the white man bring us here? You see, when you say the white man brought us here, what you're doing is you're removing our ability to transport ourselves. You're saying, oh, we didn't know anything about boats. Mm. That's what you're trying to tell me. You're trying to tell me that we didn't know that there was a landmass here. Go look at the, the primary source. You got here, we met black people. We got the Caribbean, we met black people. You think the Caribbean is right next to America and they weren't in America? Mm. Mm. That's interesting. <laughs> Does it but, make any sense? I mean, when you go and you look at real European history, listen, you would believe that if they took a bath, it was bad. Right. They didn't even want to change their clothes. They, they thought that dirty was purity when we talk about the moors going into spain and into europe the stories in the history our history says that when we met the so-called caucasian he was sleeping in the barn with the animals we told him no you can't sleep in the barn with animals we taught them etiquette we taught them running water we brought that technology to europe now if we brought the technology to europe that saved europe from the black plague you mean to tell me that if we saved the white race, that we weren't already in America already? When we brought the technology? When Rome was dependent on Africa for food? Remember when the Black, Black Plague hit Rome? The cause was one of the uh, officials was stealing the grain that was coming from Africa. Mm. So there was famine hit Rome. If your source of sustenance is from Africa, how are you superior? You're not. You get your food from me. So if you get your food from me, who's more likely to travel this globe? Mm. Me, I'm the source of food. And that's the first thing you need to survive on this planet. Makes me think a lot when I hear different perspectives on what the actual facts of the history of not only this country really is, but what the history of the world really is. Because if someone is writing history, especially someone who is in the mind frame, uh, living in the mind state of conquering and, 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 and amassing and, and, and trying to take things from people. Are you expecting them to write anything noble, anything kind about the people it is that they have to murder, pillage, rape, uh, 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 
displaced? Do you think that they would actually say, yeah, he was a nice guy. It's a terrible thing. I had to murder him and his fucking family. It was a, I, had to, you know, I had to pull an axe out of his wife's neck. You know, bitch had a strong neck. They, they would never write that type of thing down in history. So if you can take that into your just probability of things, you would also take into your imagination, there is no reason for, for, for anybody way, way back in them days to ever imagine the internet, number one of all, the cell phone, and all of this, this social activity that activity that we have now, they would never imagine that shit. So why are you pushed to tell the truth unless, unless you actually are a man of God? And like I said before, it's easy for people to say that they a man of God and not believe in nothing at the same time. How do you think pastors and preachers and all them motherfuckers get up there and lie to their congregation and then absorb all of their money about that motherfucker? It's quite easy. You can convince somebody that you believe in something, but at the same time know that you don't believe in shit. I've seen that shit first motherfucking hand. My goodness. But yeah, hey man, it's a different perspective on what the fuck could have really went down in the past. And one thing that I refuse to do is not acknowledge other people's perspectives, even if I don't agree with them. I find that a very interesting take. And like like most things, I believe that Many theories have a grain of salt or a pebble of sand of truth in all. So he may be wrong about one thing and he may be right about a whole bunch of other shit. Or he may be right about one little thing and wrong about a whole bunch of other shit. No one can prove nor disprove what this guy just now said. Only artifacts and possibly the handed down oral knowledge of people that probably live in the same vicinity. I do not know. I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what this is. I would say the frustration for us. Here. Black people feel like Sylvester Stallone felt at the end of First Blood. Okay, okay. That speech mm. that he gave, it just, we want to love this country, but white people make it difficult by how you treat us. We Still, get it, though? Yes, because you treat us like dogs. That's how you Jeez. treat us. You treat us like good boys. Like, I'll tell you what white people do, what liberals do not fucking like. I'm in Boston, I've said this many times, yeah. I've dealt with racism, a non-overt, a subversive racism. Mm -hmm. White people in general would have less problem with us if we are less uh, arrogant. They don't less arrogant? don't like arrogant niggas, man. Here's what they want us to be. Either appreciative, like thank you, for master for feeding me oh, and if you elevate yourself to what you seem to be famous or rich you go thank you master for letting me attain such wealth and greatness but you want to be appreciated for your benevolence but, but then how what's the option there it's why then you like michael do... vick now mm. it's why you like <laughs> mike tyson now mm. it's why you like muhammad ali now because all three of those guys were hated and i mean hated at one time i'm sorry patrice any former arrogant nigger who is now contrite 
and in his place <laughs> oh, is well love. I would say the frustration for us. What? You know, the, 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 I didn't know that that was Patrice, Patrice's clip that was popped up. And like I said, I, I don't, I don't edit, so it's going to stay in the show. But that is so true. Don't be too arrogant around a motherfucker who don't have no self-confidence. Do not. Do, I mean, don't even act like you're too powerful around anybody nowadays. I think that that was what, 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 what is the experience of many people in this country. And I do understand that, you know, to each his own and not everybody acts like that. What I find very, very interesting is that with a shred of truth, how somebody's little bitch ass attitude can change. And that really don't get, I don't give two fucks about nobody's attitude changing about truthful matters. The matters of truth are facts. And we just did a segment on facts. Don't make me go back to facts when it comes to this shit like this right here this really happened and that is a fact i'm about to make a roast chicken Yo, for dinner which means i gotta wash it first yeah, right yeah no no raise your hand what? are you one of those people who washes their chicken in the sink yeah because you're see facts i'm about to make a roast chicken Yo, for dinner which means i gotta wash it first yeah, right yeah no no, raise your hand. What? Are you one of those people who washes their chicken in the sink? Yeah. Because yes. your mom or your grandma said so? Well, we had... it's been debunked. You don't have to do yeah, it anymore. Because if you're worried about bacteria or salmonella and you think by rinsing it with water, you're going to clean it, but you're Lime juice and vinegar, my friend. germs around your sink, on the countertop, on the backsplash, and making it very, very Listen. dangerous in your kitchen. If your chicken does have any living pathogens on there, it's going to die. I you die. cook it to a proper no. 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Go wash Bottom line, meat. stop washing your Boy. chicken. I'm Go wash your meat, motherfucker. That's a fact. I actually have a friend, a few friends, you know, but I have a friend that I see occasionally at the shit factory. And when I asked him about washing his chicken, he didn't know anything about it either. So I cannot say that it's a worldwide thing, but the shit sure is local here in Sacramento. Anyway, let's go ahead and talk about other things, should we? I mean, we could, let's talk about something fun. The fuck is this? I literally just had a street sweeper come by my damn house. Last clip. Weird ranches where people meet and do might rituals. Want, might want to hunt a motherfucker. Let him go. That's not outside the I realm of that, possibility. I know. That's why I'm throwing it at you. I guarantee you there's been someone somewhere in the world who paid someone to hunt a person. I, I guarantee you that's Listen, happened. no. This is what happened. They take these homeless people off the streets. Put them in there, take them to one of these special hospitals. They take them from that hospital, may have them drugged up, take them on these large estates of property. That's hunt. Jesus run. <laughs> Nigga, run. <laughs> no, really, I really That's believe that. I really believe that. I think, well, the, that book, The Most Dangerous Game, didn't that come out in like the 30s? It's an old, old book about that very, very thing. Rich people, the only hunting, poor people. The only reason we hunt the fuck, why is the only reason we hunt fox? I think there's the fur. The fox is the only one that backtracks. Oh, because it's sneaky. He's the only one that backtracks. Like if he, uh, weird. That's odd. I didn't know that about the fox. But this, when I saw this clip, I wanted to know, does anybody who listen to, listens to the show, do you remember this movie where they were actually hunting humans? Uh, uh, I can't remember the whole plot line of it. So maybe I'll look it up. But there was some interesting things in that movie that I remembered 
about. I just couldn't remember the name of the motherfucking movie. But I think Mike Tyson saw that movie too. Or, or Mike Tyson might know something that we don't know. You heard what he said? They round up all the homeless people and clean them up and send them to a hospital and then ship them out to some estate. And them motherfuckers play hunt games, nigga. Duck hunt. I wonder, do kids know what the fuck duck hunt is? I don't know. I don't care. I gotta go. I know that motherfucking shit. I gotta get the fuck up out of here. I got shit to do, and I know you got shit to do, too. I'll be trying to keep these motherfuckers under 45 minutes so that you can move effortlessly amongst your day. Anyway, I want to thank you for listening to another Justice and the Peace podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. But fuck ya. Um... A couple of shout-outs before I go. Shout-outs to anyone internationally listening. I cannot thank you enough for your support. I appreciate you so very, very, very much. Please remember to do whatever it is that you need to do to get through. Don't hurt nobody in the process. Um, um, Each one of these episodes are dedicated to the life, the love, the legacy, and memory of my mother, Paige. I love you. I miss you. I'm still searching for you every single day. Until my last breath is left. Um, Last but not least, every single one of these episodes are recorded in one sitting. No edits, no re-records, no none of that other shit. I do not apologize for the street sweeper or any of that other shit. This is a real podcast. I'm just on here talking a little shit, having a little fun, trying to to, uh, 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 share some information and and work some shit out. You know, that's what life's about, right? Right? Right. Anyway, I want to thank you once again. Oh, yeah. I'm on all platforms now. I'm on Facebook. Justice Peace Pod. That's my name. Justice. J-U-S-T-U-S. Peace. P-I-E-C-E. Pod. P-O-D. You can't spell pod, motherfucker. Pod. Justice Peace Pod on Facebook. Justice Peace Pod on Instagram. Justice Peace Pod on Twitter. And Justice Peace Pod now is on YouTube. Go to YouTube. You can check out my shorts and all that other dumb shit. But anyway, yes, have a blessed day. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace.